Welcome to Inside Surgery, a podcast from the European Association for Endoscopic Surgery. Welcome back to Insight Surgery. Um, I'm joined by Salvador Morales Conde from Spain, who is, of course, the president of the EAS. Welcome. Hello. How are you doing? Very good. So um, we're here at the Winter Meet, and it's really interesting to reflect on the last year and the last two years of disruption. Could you talk about how the EAS has coped with this period and reflecting on your presidency? Because I believe it comes to an end this year. What have been some of the challenges and what have been some of the achievements in that time? So we went through very difficult times worldwide, everyone, with the COVID. But after the COVID, uh, I took the presidency and I thought it was the time to refresh the the society. This is a very important society, surgical society worldwide. But I think that we can make a small change that it will change the face of the society to the members. We organize everything. We call it the new wings. We, We wanted to fly. And, and the idea was to create new subcommittees to give faces to uh, the new trends in surgery, like flexible endoscopy, like uh, artificial intelligence, robotic surgery, and all these new uh, things that we're facing as a surgeon. So this is an idea, and I think that uh, uh, the committee are involved in the society, and we started to fly very high with a lot of uh, achievement and very attractive to the members. I read about the task forces that you've set up. So you have your committees and your task forces. Can you just explain the difference between those? Yeah. On the other hand, beside the the subcommittees on these uh, uh, trends on surgery, we decided to create a task force of things that are needed to have in a modern society. One is John John Task Force. We need the young idea, fresh idea. We cannot be based everything on what the old dinosaur thinks. It's a question of having the young generation and analyzing their needs. On the other hand, we create... Uh, a new task force on communication and ta- uh, communication and social media. I think it's important. I mean, the face of a society today is not a congress. A face of society is a web, is a, a social media, is Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all these things, and a podcast like this. Um, so we need to create this communication task force to show the members and the new generation what's going on in the society. And the last one, I think, our house as a surgeon is the OR. And uh, you need to have in your house uh, safety. You want to be safe for you and your patient. And on the other hand, uh, you want to be sustainable. In our house, we divided the trash in different uh, boxes, and we have to do the same in the OR. So we have to take care of our house, and our house is, is the OR. And that's the reason why we create that uh, task force on safety and sustainability. And when you reflect on the period you've been looking after this organization or, or, or captain in the ship, how has it changed? What's changed in the last few years, apart from, of course, the COVID and the disruption? Uh, do you see more members from different parts of the world? Well, what I see, um, uh, it's funny to see how my first Congress uh, was in Rome in 1999 and then ending my presidency in Rome in 2023. So it's like a close as a circle. So what I, what I saw at the beginning at, uh, when I came to this first Congress in 1999, that this society was the, the society in charge of promoting laparoscopy. Everybody, all the surgeons around the world were excited about this new way of operating. Um, There was a lot of excitement around that. So now today, uh, uh, the innovation has changed. Uh, Laparoscope is the standard practice for all the surgeons. So we have to keep facing uh, those innovation and be the leader in those fields. And that's the reason why robotic, artificial intelligence, image guide surgery are the flags of this society. So basically, I would say 
that today we have clear goals in our in our commitment with our members. One is to bring innovation to surgeon in a democratized way that it, we, we can reach it from any any place in the world. And the second one is training and education. So I think those are the two pillars of a surgical society like the EAS. Just a last question. Reflecting on your career as a senior surgeon, what excites you the most about looking forwards and seeing what's coming down the line? If you were a 35-year-old surgeon starting their career, what is it that you think are the real, the real trends and the real exciting things happening at the moment? Well, uh, you know, I keep, I keep the same passion and the same motivation and see what's coming is exciting. And I have to tell you that if you sit on a, on a chair in a Congress or in a symposium like this one in Malta that we're facing today, and you see what is coming in surgery, it's something that really motivates you to, ke- to, to uh, keep growing as a surgeon. So I think that my advice to everyone is get in the website, come to the Congresses, uh, look at uh, these uh, big guys that are doing these new things, and you will be excited, and it will motivate you to become a better surgeon. Fantastic. Thank you for your time today and all your work as president of the EAS. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure and it's a pleasure to serve as a president of the society. We at Olympus are glad to support this EAS initiative. Reach out to us to get more information on our innovative energy and imaging portfolio. Welcome back to Inside Surgery. I'm joined by Nicola De Lorenzo from Italy. And uh, we're going to discuss a little bit about the upcoming Roma conference. Uh, so welcome, Nicola. Thank you. Thank you. Um, could you tell us about your involvement with the EAS? I believe you're a long-standing member of this uh, organization. Yes, my story in EAS started a long time ago. I've been sitting in the board. I had the honor to be general secretary of the society in the past and chairing some committees. So I know EAS through the years how, much, how well and how much it developed and grew up. And now I'm very satisfied to see that the new generation is working hard, bringing many new projects. Uh, the role of EIS in Europe is really to be the, 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 the most important society for surgery, not only for minimal invasive surgery, but in general for surgery. So I'm so happy that, that the role and the quality of the EIS is growing every year. We're here at the winter meet today, but I know there's a, a much bigger Congress in the summer, and I believe you're hosting. Yes, the winter meeting is a nice opportunity and next year it will be organized as well in, in, in January, so it's not touching the, the, the main conference. And this year it's very nice. We are running we have a lot of fun here and interesting things. But I'm focused on June, June 20 to 22. We have the uh, Clinical Congress in Roma and it will be a great opportunity. The, the conference is dedicated to the, the, young, the next, next generation because this is important to point out that there is a new group of people growing up with a, with a minimal invasive attitude, not only performing minimal invasive surgery, but the, with the concept that we have to harm the less we can the patients to cure them. So the, the idea, the future belongs to the next generation, which is the official title of the conference, is very important for us to give a, a vision of what would be not only in the clinical part at the moment, but also on cutting edge technologies that are developing now. Just an example, the hybrid techniques of endoscopic and laparoscopic surgery and other opportunities in terms of robotics. The conference is also 
uh, divided in streams. So those who are interested in correct can follow the, the correct stream. Those who are bariatics can follow that one and so on. So everybody can choose the session that he, that he wants. On the other hand, for general surgery, it's an opportunity to see a broad uh, field of, of surgery in the, with the most advanced opportunities and techniques. Fantastic. We just spoke with George Hanna and he was talking about the importance of training and coaching and longevity in a career. Uh, for the young surgeons coming in um, and coming to Roma in, in, in June, uh, is that something you recognise and have you got any um, insight into how that's going to be achieved in this era of extensive waiting lists and post-COVID pressures and so on? How, how is that training for the new generation going to be delivered? Uh, just as a comment, George Hanna, George Hanna will become the EIS president in, in June. I'm very happy about that because George is a person with a good mentality in the field. I wish to, to mention that in years ago, one of the, of the surgeons leading the sieges said, we have three goals in, the 20, in, 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 in this century. And the three goals are education, education and education. This means that we are committed to this and we have a lot of new tools for education. Conference is not the only one and EIS is exploring all the opportunities. But again, meeting people, being together is also very, very important in this sense. I want to mention something which is very good for people coming to Roma. We had this uh, disaster of COVID uh, problem. So for a year, we had one virtual conference. The years after have been uh, conditioned by this, we had the World Congress in Barcelona, the conference in Krakow. Now this year will be a year more free. People can come. We are sure that people is coming from Far East. We are sure that people is coming from all over the world for this conference, although it's the European one. So we are happy to have finally the chance to be all together discussing speaking about things and having using all the educational tools we can have sounds really exciting and, and very positive for the future going forward so we look forward to seeing you in roma and hopefully lots of the membership from around europe and in fact the wider world will, will come and join you we wait for you in roma wonderful thank you thank you welcome back to the eaes inside surgery podcast I'm joined by George Hanna today, who is the president-elect of the EAES. Um, so, George, welcome. Thank you very much. Could you tell us a little bit about your involvement with the EAES and your plans for the uh, coming years as you take on the presidency? So, I have been involved with the EAES uh, from '94 uh, till now, uh, since I was uh, doing my PhD and it presented some abstracts and papers and then I became a member uh, of uh, the research committee and uh, chair of the research committee and followed by being a general secretary and then uh, editor-in-chief for surgical endoscopy and now I'm president-elect so it's a long journey and uh, like ES is my home uh, really and family. Okay now I know you uh, represent the UK um, but where is home for you? Uh, uh, I graduated from Cairo University and came to the UK in 91. Uh, so it's basically I did all my training, uh, postgraduate training in the UK. And can I ask you your area of research specialism? 
So I did uh, my research. Research, uh, there is always a research evolution. So I did my uh, PhD with uh, Professor uh, Sir Alfred Kosheri uh, uh, on the ergonomics uh, of imaging in laparoscopic surgery. Uh, I did a lecture uh, with him in Dundee and then I moved to Imperial in 2003 uh, and my current research really one is the surgical quality uh, in training and clinical trial and the second one is using uh, um, volatile biomarkers to diagnose cancer. Wow quite a diverse career. <laughs> so in terms of the EAES um, what value do you think the EAES brings to its members and the the various national associations across Europe and the wider world who, who subscribe to you? So the EAES uh, uh, really uh, ethos is, uh, is introducing uh, novel technologies and techniques into clinical practice. It started, uh, of course, with uh, laparoscopic surgery uh, but uh, moves to other techniques, to robotics, to uh, image-guided. Uh, uh, it is the innovation that what define ES uh, rather than an organ-based uh, society. Yeah, and I think um, as, as I talk to people, it's clear to me that there's some very different perspectives from around the different regions of Europe, and this opportunity to come together is a great networking event where ideas are shared. Is that kind of cultural in the organisation? So it is a new European society, so uh, the network extends beyond uh, a single country and it is a society which have multiple organs and multiple techniques, either benign or a cancer or functional. Uh, so uh, it is in one sense, is a general society rather than high-end speciality society. So the mix, being an European society and being a general society and multiple organs, allows the transfusion of techniques and technology between different sites and between different countries. And this is a unique thing. You can't plan it, but you find it really flourishing well in this, in this, in this way. It's a lovely uh, medical metaphor there as well with the uh, transplant and so on. Um, okay, so as, as you come into your presidency, what are your agenda, what's your agenda and, and what do you think the big themes for the next few years are? What, what are you passionate about progressing in the organisation? So I think that the theme would be uh, is enhancing surgical quality in clinical practice and in research. So surgery is a mix of art and science. And that's why it's unique. We go to operating theater to do a piece of art. It's called theater. And, uh, and in the same time, it's a science because it is measurable, uh, 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 should have uh, an outcome, and we should always inspire to make it better. Uh, there is no limit how to make surgery elegant. And that is, in one way, uh, is a culture we should always look for how to make the quality of surgery better. So in the same, we would like really to have a, um, a, is to make ES a, as a platform for surgeons to look at their surgery, how it's measured, how it's improved, and how take it to the next level. Because surgeons need to reach the full potential. It's not looking about complications or not is about um, is uh, is doing it perfect and make the errors as low as humanly possible you can't 
ever have error, but as low as humanly possible. That should be the drive which really motivates us all. That's great. Um, in terms of obviously a, a long career that you've had, um, there's a clear trend in the industry towards robotics and you know the, the, the high technology solutions to surgery. Can you reflect on that at all? And you know, looking forward, do you see that as being something which is going to be fundamental to all new surgeons coming through, or do you think mastery of the traditional techniques is is, is still vital for, for for surgeons? So I, when I was when I did my PhD and when I joined uh, uh, Professor Kosher in nineteen ninety two, I have seen a lot of operations the first time done, and I've seen that when people say, oh, this small incision will not work and all this, and I've seen how it transformed surgery. And this evolution was really in one way inspiring because I've been, I can say, well, I've seen the first one, I've seen how much it takes, and I've seen how uh, the people driving this have a responsibility and they take the credit for that. So introducing technology uh, did it change surgery keyhole laparoscopic surgery is a good example of that. Uh, So introducing technology would help immensely. Uh, It needs to be done in a controlled way. It needs to be done in a measured way. And it needs to be done uh, with the drive to improve patient outcome. It's not a toy to do rather than a method to help a patient. As long as this is in the heart of people uh, and surgeons, that will be the best thing to do. But coming to your question, will be there a role? There'll be always a role. The question really in which indications, in which ways, and we do what is best for patient, not what best for the technology. Absolutely, keeping that front and center all the time. Okay, so my last question is, uh, if you were a young surgeon now joining the EAS, what what would excite you most about your surgical career looking forwards? Um, uh, Surgery is a unique specialty because you can do everything. You can a good clinician diagnose and do things. You can be an innovator with all the technology introduced. You can be a scientist with the work in the disease and and, and underpinning what we do. So what would be exciting people is to make the best out of all that, what they would like to do, as long as they contribute to the community and to patient, that's what will be the best thing to do. If I'm going to one thing they look for, I think the training and mentorship will be a key thing to do. That what will, surgeons are not born, are made, are created. So people need to think how they could be created. Uh, that would be important. And yes, there's a lot of opportunities and people which will help to make surgeons great surgeons. Fantastic. Well, very best of luck with your presidency and thanks for taking the time to talk to us today. You're most welcome. Thank you. Thanks for joining Inside Surgery. Please visit our website at eaes.eu for a wealth of resources, information, events and research to support surgeons from across the region. Olympus, your preferred partner.